0: well hello and welcome back fellow riders on bus talk a podcast about work life issues which crowd our minds each day myth busting into reality we share some tips and tricks to better your work-life balance or the lack thereof simply put It's a straight talk to help you cope well with various situations without having to reinvent the wheel. And yes, there is a lot of traffic, so it does take time. We go slow, steady and at our own pace. If this is what piques your interest, you're on the right bus. So sit back, turn up the volume and enjoy the ride. I'm your host GB and you're listening to Bus Talk. In today's ride, we talk about the COVID University. Yes, you heard that right, COVID University. The last two months or so, COVID has taught us like a big time professor. And we have been the reluctant students, ignoring the lecture initially, then being indifferent. By the time some people woke up, shit had already hit the fan. So what are the realities emerging from this experience? Mind you, it's not over yet, and there will be more learnings. But suffice to say, some realities are here to stay. We've seen the world like we've never done before. Surely there are a few documentaries on Netflix or YouTube. But when you witness a global pandemic upfront in person, it gives you a whole new perspective. Let's try to dive in and understand a couple of aspects from this pandemic. First up, what has this pandemic taught us about democracy? You know, COVID has hit a jackpot in India, isn't it? Think about it. A diverse landscape, 464 people per square kilometer, poor sanitation, huge rich and poor divide, A great history of breaking rules and yes one of them got us the independence too but besides the good part for rest of the post-independence era we've pretty much been doing manmarzi loosely translated it means recklessness whenever whatever do whatever the question is if 28 states 22 different languages 200 dialects interpret the meaning of democracy in a way which suits them individually, then chaos is bound to happen. Managing a democracy which is not used to following rules, obeying instructions or being told what to do is much like an experience of a Mumbai local train. For the uninitiated, at peak Russia, a single train compartment which can perhaps seat 72 people is cramped with 200 or more. And give or take 50 or 60, which are lunging and hanging from the door outside the compartment. Now, it's common sense to not crowd the train, wait for your turn in the platform, one behind the other. But do you do that? No. You know why? Because if you keep waiting, you will be late for work. Simple. Well, then you question, why would you not start early? The answer is yes, you do start early, but there are many chores to do at home. Well, then you further question, why would you not manage your chores better? And the final answer is, it's none of your business. And that, my friends, is how our democracy works. There are rules, there are frameworks, there are platforms that are available, but people just go on and do what they feel the best country therefore is running in silos you get the drift with 464 people per square kilometer jostling for survival hustling is like a way of life like someone said if you're not fast you are food (laughs) which is why most of india is in a hurry to get somewhere in life secure yourself first forget the rest while managing your own business is a good thing But multiply that with the 1.4 billion people. What do you get? Chaos. There has to be a collective goal, a collective consciousness. And no, it cannot be cricket and Bollywood. So what is the solution? How does such diversity come under one umbrella of a collective consciousness? India cannot operate 1.4 billion silos. That's the truth. Being united means thinking about others as well. Thinking about others essentially means doing things which are perhaps going to be out of your comfort zone. Accepting people who are not like you, who don't speak your language, who don't eat the same food you do or have a different culture or taste and preferences or have even a different set of stereotypes than what you've been brought up with. And accepting them in a way which means coexisting peacefully is the way forward. You've got to make peace with it. And if they are legal in India, and I know it's been a contentious issue, so but for the sake of simplicity, if, if there are legal residents of India It is as much your country as it is theirs. And one will have to respect that. You may not agree to their way of life, but you are bound by a framework called the Constitution. And until that changes, you have to follow that given framework. Simple, but not easy. So what is the impact of this learning at the workplace? Let's change gears a little bit. Is there any similarity of the COVID university's learning at our workplace? Think about it. It's quite identic- identical. The same logic holds true. You as a leader need to be more inclusive. Challenge your stereotypical understanding of people that you, and and be open to diversity. Not just in gender but in thought as well. If you are an entrepreneur, for example, can you run a business in silos? I guess not. Think about all those people that you did not hire because they did not sound like you or they did not give the same answer that you did. Think of all those people you rejected because you thought, hmm, this person doesn't seem to have a good culture fit. It's a big item on your mind isn't it, culture fit, a word of caution there. Culture fit does not mean that you build an army of clones. It means you choose the right people for the right roles. Like say the hunter and the farmer are complementary. So are people who follow instructions and so are those who question them. As a leader, your business stands a best chance of success if you cover all your bases. To protect all your business you need a set of people who can think differently and yet follow the common asks give you an example if you're a sales leader and you have a revenue number to chase the common goal is of course to have a revenue forecast to say a hundred percent accuracy the challenge therefore is how do you ensure that so many diverse people get to that common goal. What you need to ensure is the way they are measuring their performance has a uniformity to it so that you can compare apples to apples, oranges to oranges. But how they go about getting their numbers could be very different. In fact you should appreciate people to find new ways of doing business which is traditionally not being done, not challenged, not questioned welcome those new ideas even if they may result in initial failures net of it is there is a reason why china perhaps better managed the pandemic they followed protocol rules and worked like a machine or so is the impression we get from the outside we'll never know what happens inside but fair to say they are a more efficient engine than, say, India. And while we don't need to go the dictatorial way, we need to be more circumspect with our definition of democracy. It can't go on a manmarzi mode. Democracy with accountability is the way to go forward. Different people with different culture coexisting peacefully and in a disciplined framework is a sign of a progressive civilization. Exactly the culture you want to have at your workplace. Different people, different backgrounds, different skill sets, all coming t- together under one roof, doing what they do best. If you haven't read the book by Tom Rath, The Strengths Finder 2.0, long and short of that is if you have a particular strength, then focus on developing that strength. It will be an easier task rather than converting a negative into a positive. So with that, think about the times that you are in a situation where as a leader, you need to take a decision to appreciate diversity. Invest in, in such cases and appreciate the difference that people bring to the table instead of being worried about it. Let's hope we all get there sooner than later. Well, that's all for this ride, folks. Thanks for tuning in, and until we meet again with a new ride, stay safe, stay home, and be well. Cheers. Well, that's all for now. I hope you had a good time listening, as much as I had sharing these thoughts. And if you did, do tune in to the other episodes of Bus Talk. Yes, you could share them on Facebook or Twitter, and with especially those who might appreciate similar content. And if you need to talk to me or reach out to me, you can use the Twitter handle, hashtag Gyanban, spelt as G-Y-A-N-B-A-N, one word, or email me on gyanban at gmail.com, again spelt as G-Y-A-N-B-A-N-N. Be sure to tune in next week. There is a fascinating episode coming up for you. Till we meet again, stay safe, be well, and bring your A-game to work. Ciao.